Hello and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to listen today. Thank you for downloading episodes and thank you for uh, continuing to listen, even if you're away on vacation. Here's a shout out to Christy who sent me a picture um, as she was in Gulf Shores. She usually listens locally. And then my mama and my Aunt Noni are down somewhere in Florida, and they sent me a picture of their beach view. And so it's just such a blessing, and um, I thank you um, for taking that time. I thank you for sharing with your friends. Welcome to you new listeners. There were several new ones that um, I noticed over the last few days. I see that there's somebody from Madison, Wisconsin, Odenton, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, Maryland, um, Gulf Shores, we talked about that was Seneca, South Carolina, Georgetown, Kentucky, St. Louis, Alpine, Tennessee, he's listened a few days in a row, and oh, it's such a joy, thank you, thank you for uh, joining us. Um, I continue to pray for you daily, and I pray for you as I record um, before, actually before I start to record, and then throughout the days when when I think of you, uh, that this will be a blessing to you, and that you will just be drawn closer to the Lord. Um, I truly believe, and I've said this before, and you'll hear me say it again, that um, one of the um, biggest distractions that the devil has done um, especially in the American church, um, is to cause people to um, think that they're too busy to be in the Word of God or to trust somebody else to get all of their study time in for them and then just give them the cliff notes. And um, the Lord wants to meet with you in His Word. He gave it to us for that uh, correction and teaching and instruction and reproof. And uh, just because He loves us and... Um, Biblical illiteracy, especially among believers, is is just uh, rampant, friends. And there's no excuse for that. We have um, we have more available at our fingertips today than anyone in any time before has had. Um, and so I would encourage you to take that to heart. Let us not take this for granted. And this time um, that you choose to listen to this podcast, um, I pray that it's just a, a springboard or a stepping stone for that extra time that you'll spend uh, with the Father. I'm just a coach to encourage you um to be in the Word, and to give you some little snippets, but there's so much more. I always find when I'm preparing for this that I have way much more than I'm able to fit into a short episode, and um, I just I just want you to have that joy and that excitement and that love for God's Word, and I promise you, if you ask Him to make you more hungry and more, more thirsty for time with Him, and then you don't quench the spirit when he shows you where there's some time <laughs> that you will be blessed beyond measure, friends. Um, but that also brings with it the more that you're intentional of being in the word, um, you're going to get some pushback from the devil um, because he doesn't like it. He wants you to stay in darkness, as we'll talk about today. He wants you to uh, just float along and um and be complacent and not realize how important it is to get closer to the Father. So don't let him have that foothold today. I pray that you'll be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might as we read in Ephesians 6.10 and that you'll put on the whole armor of God 
and that you'll take up, as we see in verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 6, take up that sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's our offense. You know, that's that's how we fight back. We have all these defensive uh pieces of the armor of God, you know, the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith with which we can extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one, by the way. And we have that belt plate, I'm sorry, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes for our feet. Um, and so let's, let's be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, as I mentioned before. And uh, let's not give that old devil a chance. Woo! getting all fired up about that one and i'm just so excited for us to um, get into our verse for the day for march the 21st 2022 and it comes from john chapter 3 verse 21 and it reads as follows from the english standard version but whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Oh goodness, friends, there is so much here and so much in the verses leading up to this that I just can hardly wait. So let's jump in. Today's verse is back in the Gospel of John, uh, one of the four Gospels that begin the New Testament. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all written by different men. Um, and we've been in several of John's writings before. It's um, John was one of the original apostles, one of the original 12 um, that the Lord chose to be the main ones that started to spread the gospel uh, after he was gone, um, started there in Jerusalem and Judea and then throughout the world. We read about the call of uh, John and his brother James, who were sons of Zebedee, in Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 18. It says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. And let me just give an aside here. Don't you think that probably caused a little family drama that uh, Zebedee's two sons just took off uh, to follow Jesus? But, oh, how the Lord used John mightily. Uh, John and his brother James were known as the sons of thunder. It sounds like from a couple accounts that we read that they probably had pretty feisty personalities. But later we see that they were um, so close to the Lord, especially uh, Peter and John and James. Those three men saw um, the Lord transfigured. They saw him in all of his glory up on the mountain. And um, they were the ones that Jesus had said, don't say anything about this till after I've been resurrected. And so uh, John also describes himself in the gospel of John. And, and remember, he is different from John the Baptist. John the Baptist was martyred, uh, it seems, fairly early in Jesus's ministry. But John the gospel writer, John the apostle, um, was the one who 
lived longer than any of the other apostles that we know of, and he wrote uh, the Gospel of John, the letters of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then uh, the book of Revelation. And we know that um, in the book of John, he doesn't really identify himself that says, I am John. Um, He doesn't either in the epistles, those 1st, 2nd, and 3rd letters of John, uh, but in Revelation he does. He said, John wrote this, and we talked about that just a couple of days ago. So this is our writer, and I love, of course, I love all the words and all the verses, and I hope you'll be able to say that too, but John's writing style is is quite different than the other gospel writers. He uses a lot of uh, wonderful imagery and metaphors, and he goes by just exactly what how Jesus describes himself. He talks about Jesus being the light and the word and the bread of life and uh, the true vine and all those things. And I'll, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It should be such a blessing to our hearts to know that we are reading something written by someone who walked physically with Jesus while he was on the earth. He also saw him transfigured. He saw him resurrected. He uh, was given the revelation of what was to come while he was out on the Isle of Patmos. And so there's just so much. We shouldn't take this lightly when we read any of God's word uh, because it's all inspired by the Holy Spirit. But um, I just I really, really love it when we're in some of John's writings. And I've shared this with you before, but if you're new to the podcast, I love how he ends his gospel. Uh, John 21, 25, he says, Now there are also many other things that Jesus did were every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. So John just had so much more to say, but he penned what the Holy Spirit had inspired him to do and and that's where we find ourselves today. So so as we get into our verse for the day, I think it's important, as always, I've, I tell you over and over again that context is critical. We can't just pick one verse out and um, just look at that without looking at the whole picture. So we've kind of, we zoomed out, we know who our author and and what book this is in, but now we're going to zoom in, and we're going to be in the third chapter of John, and um, a lot of people, Christian and non-Christian, know a verse from the third chapter of John, and so uh, we're going to talk about that today, but let me give you this, let me read this and give you this whole picture, and that'll make it um, even uh, fuller and richer when we hone in on our verse for the day. So we're going to start in chapter 3, verse 1. And um, it starts with this Pharisee named Nicodemus. So it says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. And that's going to be important when we get to our verse for the day, I think. And said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? 
Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. He was talking about you, the Pharisees, or the teachers of the law there, I think. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe him believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. And here's our verse for the day. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Oh, goodness. So much stuff here. So Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, came at night to Jesus, probably because he was um, concerned that he, if he was... Uh, associated with Jesus in the daytime that it would cause a lot of trouble. But I think Nicodemus had a searching heart. He really wanted to hear from the Lord Jesus. And Jesus talked to him about what it meant to be born again. And also, um, he even brought Moses in because he knew uh, Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, would uh, would have known all the, the law and the the stories in the background about Moses and we says and we see him talking about as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life and that story of about Moses in the wilderness that Jesus refers to here is found in Numbers chapter 21 beginning well the whole story starts in uh, 21:4 um and it's talking about where uh, the people were um going back by the Red Sea, it says to go around the land of Edom, and the people became impatient on the way, and the people spoke against God and against Moses, saying once again, it doesn't say that once again, but I'm just saying it says once again, (laughs) why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness, for there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food that the Lord had been 
providing for them faithfully every day. Then the Lord, in verse 6, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people so that many of the people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people and the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole and if a serpent bit anyone he would look at the serpent the bronze serpent and live so oh goodness we could talk about that for a long time but the um that was a foreshadowing of what would happen with jesus you know everyone in the world has been bitten by sin by that fiery serpent and um when Jesus was raised up on the cross and people look on him and believe on him and believe that he um, has uh, is paying the price, he's the sacrifice for them, we're going to have eternal life. But that's what Jesus was referring to there. And another interesting thing, because um, I'm in a medical field, you know that symbol of the caduceus, which is two snakes kind of wrapped around a pole with a thing on the top that you see as a symbol for um, the medical field. Um, that's taken from this. But anyway, that one was for free. And then from um, Jesus reminding him about Moses, and he knew that um, Nicodemus would have known about that. He then explains, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And he talks about how Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, uh, but that uh, the world might be saved through him. Jesus makes it very clear that those who believe in him are not condemned, but whoever does not believe is already condemned. And then this is where we get into the verses leading up uh, to our verse for the day. And this is the judgment. So we're, you're condemned and there's the judgment and it's that the light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. And you know what's so neat? I think that um, Jesus would have known. Of course, he knew uh, Nicodemus's heart. He knew what he was thinking. But he knew that Nicodemus probably would have known this prophecy in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 that says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shown. And so that's what he says. The light has come into the world and the people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. And if you look at how John opens up his gospel, he talks about this as well. He says um, in verse 4, in him, and that's talking about Jesus in John chapter 1 verse 4, in him was life and and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, and then he says in verse 9, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and yet the world was made through him. I'm sorry. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, just like he was coming to Nicodemus and the Pharisees, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he, give, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so I love that. He knew that Nicodemus probably would have picked up on all of these uh, references. And then we get to verse 20 that says, For everyone who does wicked things hates the light 
and does not come to the light lest his work should be exposed. Um, the, the devil and the darkness doesn't want the world to see all the badness. I mean, they like to hide in the depths in the darkness. And we'll see several scriptures where the, uh, uh, where it talks about us being taken out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And, um, and then you go to our verse for the day. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And there again, being in the light, walking in the light is to give God the glory. And we read in First John chapter 1, Beginning in verse 5, this is the message we have heard from him, from Jesus, and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And then we jump over to 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. It says, At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. That true light is Jesus. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And we see in John eight twelve again Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then also in John twelve forty four, Jesus said, it says, And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Oh, it's so important for us to be in Jesus and to believe in him. And then he puts that Holy Spirit within us. And then we have the fruit of the Spirit uh, bearing out through our lives. And uh, that's what uh, we read in our verse today. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. It's um, it's certainly nothing that we can do on our own. We come to the light and we do the things that are true and we do the things that are right because of Jesus in our hearts. Because our flesh is evil. Our flesh is uh, walks in the darkness. Uh, but when his Holy Spirit comes in and moves all that out and scatters that darkness away... Oh, then we can share his love by loving those that we see and serving those that we're in contact with every day and just sharing this wonderful love and light that is found only in Jesus. And you know, the devil um, tries to keep people in the darkness. There's no doubt about that. When you read about the scriptures uh, where Jesus talks about those who don't know him being cast into the outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's hell. That's for believers or for people who don't know him, who don't believe in him, who will be cast away from him in this ultimate darkness. 
And we even read um, Paul talking when he was talking to the Corinthians in his second letter to the Corinthians. And he was talking about the light of the gospel <clears throat> and about how some people uh, didn't understand it and couldn't understand it. And he says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You know, everyone has a has that opportunity to turn to God and be saved, but if they keep turning away and keep quenching that drawing of the Holy Spirit, their eyes will be um, veiled and blinded by the God of this world, which is Satan. And that is God with a little G, not the capital G. But once again, Jesus is that light, and he came to turn us from darkness, to shine the light in the dark places. And we even read in Acts when Paul was giving his testimony before King Agrippa. Uh, in Acts 26, verse uh, 15, it says, and, and I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, who you are, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness in the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's what, that's what the uh, gospel does. That's what Jesus does. He turns us from that darkness and he shines his light into our hearts so that we can turn to God. So how do we do, how do we know how to do what is right? How do we um, do what is true and come to the light? Well, we have to know him. I mean, we've said this over and over again, and we get more examples by being in his word, by reading his word, by studying his word, by living his word and sharing his word. And um, that's how that people will know that we are um, in him and that's how we share the truth of his goodness and the truth of the gospel is uh, we walk as children of the light and so um, I want to close with this um, excerpt from Ephesians chapter 5 beginning in verse 6 it says let no one deceive you with empty words because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience just I have to pause there and say you know the scripture describes Satan as a deceiver and that's exactly what he is um, and he is that uh, in the darkness uh, but picking up with number with verse 7 therefore do not become partners with them for at one time you were darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children of light for the fruit of light is found in 
all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And again, friends, we do that by being in His Word. I pray that you'll be able to walk as a children of the light today. May you do what is good and right and true so that it may be clearly seen that your works have been carried out in God. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.